Hello, hello everyone. It's a beautiful day here on Mompod with Olushaye. And today I'm particularly excited because I have here with me my special friend, Omei Yangs. And um, it's such a beautiful time with her today. We've been having a little conversation before we started this recording. And believe me, I'm happy, excited to be here with her. Omei, welcome to today. Yes, thank you so much. Good to be here. Hello, Shaye. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you for joining. Thank you for agreeing to be a part. Our very first guest on Mom Pause with Olu Shaye on our Mommy Chat series. And I'm happy to be with us on the Mom Pod today. Okay, so uh, let's get right to it so that we don't keep our audience waiting. Can you just tell oh. us a little bit about yourself? Let us know you. Just something uh, to introduce yourself to our guest today. Okay, so as I said, my name is Omei. Omei Enehi Yangs, in full. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have two sons, age nine and six. I run my mm-hmm. own business. It's a maternity business. What again? I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. And that's me in a nutshell. I'm trying to make it as short as sweet as possible. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us about yourself. I mean, you say you have two boys. Wow. Let's make that three, right? Let's add the No, no. Thank you. Thank you. We are done. <laughs> <My beautiful boy. laughs> so now you have a boys hostel. Wow. Wow. Boys yeah. hostel there. I don't even want to know how it is in your home. What's your experience being like, you know, being the only girl in that home? What's your experience like? It's actually amazing. Like, I love it. Oh, really? I love it. What I actually do. There's just this, you know, I'm like the queen bee of the house. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. So you're the queen mom. Queen mom, queen wife, queen everything. Uh-huh. Queen girl, princess, queen, all, all rolled in one. <laughs> so I love Fantastic. My boys are great. My husband is great. And we just play a lot, basically. So living, mm-hmm. like, it's fine. So even though I have boys, and I know the, you know, when people just hear boys, they always think, oh, madhouse, so much, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But my boys are pretty well behaved. And I'm not saying that because they are mine. I'm yeah. saying that because I have seen what boys oh, can boy. be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, they are children, so of course, they still have the childhood elements. But mm-hmm. I'm saying generally, yeah, boys, so it's fun, it's nice. Fantastic. You know, I was just thinking about it, like, you know, the stereotype that we all have about boys, and boys should be, behave a certain way. For me, I didn't have that experience as well with my son. I have one son, and my yeah. son was cold, calm. I tell you, cold, calm. He, he didn't, he wasn't that kind of child that would just... Be all over the place, making you know, making trouble. In fact, in fact yeah. let me let me tell you that it was my daughter, my first daughter, when she was just about one year or eighteen months, climbed the chair and I saw her on the burglary of the window. My son never did that. My daughter did that. You know, so the stereotype of oh, because you have boys, it should be a certain way. Yeah. I find that yeah. it doesn't particularly work like that for everyone. I think it's about exactly. um, the temperament of the children involved. So you can have a tomboy yeah. as a girl who does yes. the same. So I don't really yes. think. Okay. You know? I think it's also mindset. So I think, you know, some 
sometimes we human beings we forget the power in our tongue so if you keep saying with this my this is going to be that so for example i never used the word terrible tools i never said that i never accepted that stereotype yeah. that when my journey is going to be a horrible time in my life so and i mm. never had that so i mm-hmm. think when we keep saying certain things of course our children are going to end up playing out what we ended up saying because our mm. mouths are have power so that's why when they now see they now just conclude stereotype and say uh-huh. so you see it's because it's a boy exactly that's a profound thing yes you know i, I love i love that you you said that we should be careful what we say to our children or what we say about them or what we even think about them yes. i was i mean i i also believe in that school of thought i was the mother that would play you know god's word to my babies in the womb because i believe so much in the power of your words and what you imagine your children to be like i feel like it's important and also yes. thank you for letting us know that our tongues are powerful wow i'm taking notes already thank you thank you you know so now let's talk about moms every moms why why every moms i know you have a passion for pregnant women for first time moms in particular so why every moms why did you start that business and why didn't you just think of something else i know we have, have a lot of mom brands but why yeah. do you focus on that area of of you know your own niche why are you in that particular space okay so it's interesting that you know you started with passion that's what everybody likes to hear and everyone likes to see you know say oh, i had passion for this industry yeah. <laughs> and all that okay sorry to bust your bubble it was in passion that led me here uh-huh. i'm not passion now but it was in passion that led me here it was mm-hmm. actually frustration mm. yes but again contrary to thinking okay frustration they may have thought okay you didn't have a job you had this you had that no not that kind of frustration frustration or frustration in trying to get stuff when i was pregnant mm-hmm. so before i got pregnant i had before i got married i had lived abroad for a while i literally relocated back to nigeria a year you know before i got married so i had mm-hmm. got to nice shops i had a friend before i relocated that you know got pregnant and i used to go out with her shopping and i used to be like wow like you guys are in a world of your own there was so mm-hmm. much Stuff. and they were so amazing so i came to nigeria with that same mindset that ah, is it not lagos of course we have it so when i when i got back got married all that i was working and i was working in an investment bank so of course we still had to dress corporate but still dress really nice mm-hmm. so i would go out different days looking for nice lovely outfits you know that still complemented my personality mm-hmm. and most days i wouldn't get Mm. I was really it's really I know it sounds little but I was really frustrated actually because as I said I just relocated so you can imagine I had a lot of suitcases with nice outfits but now pregnancy had happened and I couldn't wear them and now I couldn't find something nice mm-hmm. so the first inkling that okay if I am this frustrated there mm. must be at least 5 10 15 20 whatever other women that are going through this exact same thing. Mhm. Mhm. And yeah. Let's do it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's wow. why. So, so your frustration birthed this great business idea in you and and true. You know before the advent of everyone doing this business and all that. I know that you've been doing this for a while. I know that when I had my second daughter, I had to buy the belly bandits 
from you because yeah. I want my tummy to go back to flat <laughs> in six weeks and you know and 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 the fact that you were able to get something like that and not the regular tie your tie your tummy with the fabric or yeah. something like that you know the regular one that we were used to the local method of tying your tummy to make it flat in Nigeria here and yes. you know and, and I found that very and it was comfortable very comfortable belly band bit I had to give it to someone a friend of mine I was like you know what this is so precious to me I have to give you this like I'm willing it to you because I know that I will not need it anymore it was yes. such a comfortable thing and so so you, you've actually been able to get into that space and create that that um, comfort for the pregnant women and for babies being able to get all these I see your earmuffs this designer looking stuff <laughs> and wow like wow you know having a baby now shouldn't be a problem people should know exactly. that so on you know i don't have to have a baby and feel like oh my goodness my life is over because i have a yeah. baby everything yes. i my clothing so you know making my baby look good and all that i have all that i need for my pregnancy and my baby up to age one so you are you're doing a great job and i must commend you well done thank you well, thank done you, thank so, you. Mm, talking about business in nigeria i do i do a bit of business so i understand some frustrations that nigerian mm-hmm. business face. so yeah. how's your experience like what has been your you've been here for how long now how many years well i started in 2010 mm, years so, wow how's your so journey yeah. been eight years <laughs> yeah so well as you said I, doing business on its own is challenging. I think mm. doing business in Nigeria, you should put how do you, how do you stick in max? I think you know put challenging race to power. <laughs> exactly. You know, one thousand or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's more challenging. Mm. And one of the major challenges, well, for me because I run an online business, so I don't have a physical store. So if yeah. I had a physical store, I'll probably have some more, you know, to say. But I'm going to speak from my own experience because I mm. have a website and people just shop from my website, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the major thing, as I mentioned, website is obviously internet. Mm. Mm. ISPs are, oh my goodness, like, it's like a lot of internship. It's really frustrating. <laughs> like, I've tried every network, everyone. Yeah. So, I can't even come to say, oh, is this particular one? Is it no? Mm. They just have seasons. True. Mm. Mm. Sure. But that I said, I I find it really frustrating because again, as I said, because I knew a better life in terms of internet, and internet was not mm. a conversation. You know, when I wasn't here, there's nothing like I cannot tell you. Oh, sorry, network. Like, what is network? Exactly. What is that? Exactly. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah truth is there are days that network strikes and it strikes across board so at least i have access to three different isps and there are days mm. that all of them will choose to go crazy mm. 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 those days i've i used to really get frustrated before but eventually i'm like okay you're getting frustrated you're getting angry what is changing now nothing mm. really apart from me getting mm. so yeah. now it's when those few days come, I take it in great stride. I do something mm. else. I read or something. Though also, because they are, we are, you know, we have scheduling tools and all that, that has also made life easier over time. So mm. that's 
one another one running a business in nigeria another well sort of a disadvantage at first is okay as i said i run a, i run an online company so mm. i don't have a scholarship shop where you can come and see me and because mm. of the rates of you know scamming corruption stuff like that first mm. mm. in money to who they cannot see yeah uh, because okay what if i pay money and you disappear or oh, i don't get my products yeah. or or again some people post pictures of things they don't actually have or they post mm. an imitation they provide an imitation or you know stuff like that mm. but i find that over time first of when when people get good experiences with you and they spread the word number one people your trust factor increases when for me a lot of my products come from the manufacturers when the manufacturers mm-hmm. come and maybe talk about you it increases your trust factor so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of those things have then also putting the face putting my face out so mm-hmm. as far as i am i try I, i try as much as possible to put my face out there just so that people know that okay this is the face behind this brand mm-hmm. that also credibility. So that's how I'm mm. able to do that, you know. Mm. True. I mean, true. True. So it's no longer an issue. We hardly maybe if that if we still have such issues is less than 1% of the time. The time. Mm. I can understand your frustration about the internet as as someone who is whose um work is mostly online myself. I mm. I I mean I understand that frustration. Some days it's it's like you can't even work. Yeah. Totally I can't do anything. And you know what I just do? I just tell myself, you know what? I can't do anything right now. No point yeah. getting frustrated. And I just focus on something else. Yeah. I tell yeah. you. So it's the average Nigerian business owner who has to contend with, you know, the basic um things that are available in other places in the world. Yes. We have to that. Mm, so I can understand that. So and you know as a mom, you know that my that goes to my next um question. Have you been yeah. able to manage or let's say juggle your time between you know running your business especially when you work from home working from home has its own challenges you know sometimes the the home kind of like creeps into your work hours how have you been able to manage that aspect of working from home ensuring that you get work done even though you know the children are home especially over the holidays let me put that you know about the holidays how have you been able to manage that your experience of mother mm-hmm with your business your husband and and all of that okay so i know it's easy for us to say the textbook way and say okay schedule a specific time and have xyz and that does work but there are days mm-hmm. that your schedule just goes out the window mm-hmm. <laughs> life happens however mm-hmm. i'll say now i i mentioned for my children are nine and almost six so i do have it a lot easier than i did at the beginning when you know maybe i had a 3 year old and a baby and all that so now is is a lot easier so even when they are on holiday is a lot easier because mm-hmm. they i i have a, first of all i have a separate place where i work especially mm-hmm. when they are on holiday So today is mm-hmm. school day, for example i can walk from anywhere in my house it doesn't matter because there's nobody here mhm but on holiday i make sure i'm in my office so that they understand that okay mama is in the office we shouldn't come here to noise 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that office, it took a while for them to even understand because, you know, my son asked me and say, an office cannot be in the house. How can you say this is an office? Even uh-huh. though it's structured and everything is <laughs> an office, but for him, why is it in the house? No, his, his, imagine, or his idea of an office is somewhere you drive out to, you know, and come back later on. So, I had so I had to do a lot. I put a I put I had I literally put a sticker on the door of my office, like the name of my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that when they so when they are coming now, they're like, oh, this is every mom's, you know. Uh-huh. And I, exactly. as, that was, as little as that, you know, as little as that sounds, it made a difference because mm-hmm. even my younger son now understands that okay, this is every mom's office. <laughs> so I think that also helps, even if they are making noise before they want to, before they get that way, they're like, oh, mama's office, and they start to whisper. Exactly. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. You know? Mm. I love that. Because I hear a lot of mothers complain. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Just continue. No, that's fine. You whatever is fine. I, I just want to say having yeah, a... I was going to say that. I, I see a lot of moms complain about this this same thing. Oh, I can't work from home because of my child, my daughter, my, my baby, and all of those mm. excuses that we usually I love the fact that you said you have a separate place. In mm. your home that you want to recognize and identify as your office and just if, and for anybody who's listening and because i work from home as well so i understand all that it doesn't yeah. have to be a particular room it could just be a corner of your living room yes but your children know they're there you're working so they know not to interrupt yes. they know not to disturb you and all that but i want to ask a question following up to that and is that when your children were much younger how did you manage that? Because, you know, uh, you can't tell, a two-year-old can't really understand that this is mama's office. Yeah. So how are you How are you able to resolve that for anyone who is listening, who wants to get that tip on how to run their business from home Okay. in that way, be able to, you know, separate that? Okay, so I would, I, I know some people cannot change what I'm about to say, but this is my situation, so I'm going to say it. So first of all, mm-hmm. I have, three and a half years spacing within between my children. And I'm saying that because so that you're going to understand how I never had to juggle two at a time. Mm-hmm. Minutes my second came, my first was already in nursery. So because I my children are home till they are three. Yeah. Policy. So so I'm saying the minute when I had this baby, the second one, the first one had already started going to school. So I had those morning, you know, those eight to two to work. First of all, having a baby, mm. I think as long as your baby, your baby has had the bath, the baby is fed, the baby is, you know, clean. <laughs> Juggling mm-hmm. one, especially when it's your second, you know, you are not as overwhelmed and surprised and everything as the mm. first. So yeah, it's easier for me because all I had to was deal with a baby. And of course, because I had a baby, as time goes on, you understand their sleeping schedule. You know that, okay, they sleep every two hours, every three hours. Within those two or three hours, I do as much as, you know, I can in that space. The minute he's awake, we stop till he's happy. Mm. You know, there are times when they're awake, but they're peaceful. They're quiet. They're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Peaceful. Just put them within eyes, I don't, like <laughs> where you can still see. Where you can see them. Mm-hmm. You can see them. Mm. And that's fine. And you do what you have to do. So for me, 
that was how I was able to cope because I never had to deal with two at a time. Time, yeah. So yeah. I know there's some people that will say, but I have one year space. Unfortunately, I cannot advise such a mom sincerely because I don't understand it because I never believed it. Yeah. Yes. So I don't want to give. I know there are, you know, there are textbook ways and all that, but again, mm. walking somebody's shoes is difficult mm-hmm. to say do this and do that. If I had children that close, who knows? Maybe my child would have waited till three to go to school. Maybe I would have put them in a crash just be able to get working. I, I, yeah. So, mm. so mine is for people in that situation, I guess you're going to have to figure out what works for you and all that. And some people have nannies and stuff. I you noticed there was no mention of nanny in my life because I did not have. So I've also given mm-hmm. from, the, from that, you know, from that yeah perspective i did not have mm. so, yeah. so that's mm. how i juggled both of them and the first one my husband would do most of the you know taking like showering taking him to school so i had that you see i still had that early morning as well mm. sleep to still do stuff so that was how i was able to juggle them when they were younger mm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So what I hear you say is that, you know, there's always a way. What is important is for you to understand yourself, understand your timing, mm-hmm. what works for you, and just work around your baby or your toddler's um, maybe routine. Yes. So when you know your, your toddler sleeps a certain time of the day, just get work done at that time before they wake up. So it's about you just knowing how to maximize your time. Yes. That's what I hear you say. Yes. sleep when baby sleeps so i'm not saying Mm. every time baby is asleep because actually if your baby is the type that doesn't sleep at night yeah you don't have to sleep if your baby sleeps every two hours for example you're not going to be sleeping 10 times a day or six times a day (laughs) (laughs) choose the choose and say okay the first you know if, for example, if I just woke up now and let's say I've given my baby a bath and all that and all that, I won't be going back to bed now. It's about 10.30 or something right now. I won't be going back to bed now. Mm-hmm. You still be awake, even if your baby's asleep. Yeah. So choose and exactly. say, first set of two hours, let me work. Maybe the mm-hmm. next time, I'll take a nap. You know, so that you don't burn out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's what I'll say. But yes, there's always a way. Yeah, exactly. There's always a way. Thank you for that balance right there. Okay, so... Um, now we talked about your motherhood and all that. What's your, because, you know, I hear you talk about how you're, you know, you're, you've been able to juggle your time and be able to work from home effectively. So I would like to ask what's your typical daily routine like? What, I mean, how do you, from waking up to sleeping back in the evening and then with your children also, what's your typical routine every day? <laughs> I'm laughing because this routine changes per time. So I'll give what it is now. <laughs> so, so now... I wake up. Sorry, I'm a nice person. So let me establish that. Because some okay. people may scream when they hear when I wake up. But you can catch me at 3 a.m. working. That's mm-hmm. I'm a nice person. I do a lot of work at night. And because my life ag- ag- helps, like my life agrees or how will I say it? I can, I'm able to get away with this, basically. So when I say yeah. Because I work from home, I don't have to rush out in the morning. You know? mm-hmm. So I can work till three or two or whatever and still be up. And I'm usually up, say, about 7, 7.30. Okay. I waking up that 
late somewhat because my husband and I have an agreement. So okay. he deals with the mornings. Hmm, fantastic. So he gets the children ready, everything that is needed. Of course, the night before, I've sorted out their uniforms. Their every, everything is sorted the night before by me. So everything, okay. where everything is all laid out already. Everything is laid out in place. But okay. doing in the morning. Power of night before. That's the power of the night before. So if you didn't listen to, to our, our podcast episode yesterday, you need to listen to it. That's why it's important for you to get ready the night before. Please continue. Yeah, it helps. So mm. so everything is laid out. But so my husband does the waking the children up, getting them ready, everything. All I meant to do is pack their lunch bags and all that and most times again I've already made somewhere between 7 and 7.30 okay usually 7 because 7.30 is usually maybe I, let me say 7, 7.15 basically but as I said I, I, I have everything prepared and laid out the night before so the children's uniforms are laid out. What they are going to take to school tomorrow, like in terms of like lunch and all that is already set. So I yeah. just have to warm it in the morning and have okay. it and all that. So that's what I do in the morning. My husband takes them to school. So is after they leave, my own day set, like starts. That's when mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that I cannot pray like so i cannot pray or do my study before i wake up properly um because i'm not a morning person it's like i'm yeah. I don't know how to explain it <laughs> so, <Do that. laughs> so it's like i'm i'm still booting so even if i'm awake and i'm having a conversation with you i'm having a conversation with you very early in the morning it's quite interesting <laughs> but so so i've come to i'm like you know what of course i i just do like maybe five minutes thank god you know that i'm awake but that's mm-hmm. not a real you know study or anything happens because it's my brain is not yet awake so i so doing like the school lunch and all that makes me wake up and then i can now do what i want to do basically mm-hmm. leave, so that's what i do so that's my person so when they leave i have my bible study take a shower Make sure that my own work, like work day starts at nine. Okay. More often than not, yes. So that I'm able to work between at least nine and two. The children close at three. So once it's past two, I'm already trying to make sure what they are going to eat is ready before I go to school. And so I do school runs in the afternoon. Okay. So I pick them up in the afternoon. They come, eat, homework. You know, they, yeah, you know how they how homework life is in this country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm able to sip in back to myself again. Is you know, it's usually later on again because now they are here. I try to be present. So after all the you know eating, playing, how was school? Let's just what happened and all that because I find that is in those periods when they just get back that the gist is still fresh in their memory exactly mm. you know try to wait till when it's convenient for me doesn't work because by the way you say how was school all you get is fine <laughs> exactly yeah. 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 they're forgotten so i try to do all that you know in that space so let me just say that you know 
I later do not get to go back to work maybe till about a five or a six. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, so that's I a good one. That's three hours after. Mm. Yeah. So, cool. Okay, so but what's your, I mean, bedtime routine in your home? What's that like? Hmm. For everybody, for me, I've already told you, I've already given an inkling of my bedtime routine because I'm a night person. <laughs> yeah. So the, day, the children? No, not mm. no. So the children, the children's bedtime varies, but usually they go to bed at about eight. I know that's late for some mothers, but sorry, we are not. We don't have perfect mom awards. <laughs> eight p.m. is fine. But they, I mean, it, they have before they do homework and play and all that. Eight p.m. I, I think. I think. I know. For me, eight p.m. is fine. Well, my children go to bed. Anyway. So. Is eight mm. times is nine. God help us if, like, some days okay, they, they are in swimming clubs. If they go swimming, they're exhausted, they get back. Sometimes they're not even eat long, they'll sleep. If they sleep, uh-huh. sleep in the afternoon, forget it. Night time is going to be really late. Because, yeah. And you cannot even, when my child wants to sleep, they want to sleep. Or you cannot say, you know how they'll say, don't let them sleep so that, mm. if they want to keep I leave their eyes open. <laughs> They want to sleep. They want to sleep. So those days, what I'm saying is, I don't. I have. Is is there used to be a time where I used to get. I used to judge myself based on how early my children slept. Mm. Because the world makes it massive. If your children don't go to bed at seven and wake up at whatever, you know, you're a bad mom. Mm-hmm. I that way anymore. I just check. Yeah. Are they getting enough rest? Are they well rested? If they're well rested, that's okay. fine. Exactly. I'm really, I mean, whatever works for you, yeah. whatever works for you is what is important. It's not, there's no, there's no rule that says, the, what is important is the number of hours of sleep they get per day. So if, if they get their own hours in the afternoon, fantastic. As long as they are well rested, I think that is, that, that's a good deal. Exactly. Right there. So, yeah. So, well, it's really fantastic. We're looking at, um, I mean, now we're rounding up. Uh, and I'm just going to ask you like some last tips or something like that for the moms who are listening. And on two things, first of all is, what will you say about who has had the greatest impact on your life, on your relationship with God and on your motherhood? And also, you know, taking that also to give us a last word on being intentional about your motherhood, because this is the Intentional Mom podcast. So... How has it been for you being intentional about your motherhood and who has had the greatest impact on your journey as a person, as a child of God, and as a mother? Okay. This your question is so heavy and so deep. I'm wondering where to tackle it from. Mm. Just from yes. the beginning. Okay. So my greatest impact. Sorry, I'm I am. I have been, how do I say it? I'm careful to look to one person so i don't have okay. any person i okay. learned to look at people around me and take what and take what i learn so i learned from little like from different people so i i can say i can say for example so for example i'll use you as an example there are parts of you and your motherhood that i take that have impacted me the parts of oh you understand how it is not to have a help but mm. you have allowed that 
cripple your life or use it as an excuse to not show up somewhere or be late or whatever. Mm. You show wow. up who you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying that part of you, I have ranked yeah. it because mm-hmm. I haven't had the help. I had the help. So this December will make 10 years since I've been married. Okay. I had the help maybe just like one year in my whole, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there are times when you feel as if if I don't have a help, I'm not going to be able to function. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. people like you were able to motivate me and say, okay, you can do this. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm not educated and all that, but I don't have a help, help per se. So from that, that's one thing I take from, you know, from you. Yeah. I have... um. I have another friend that's, ooh, she doesn't take life so seriously. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, yeah. sometimes, actually, as I said, because I have boys, I you know sometimes they want to play. And in the middle of the day, you want to, they want to go, they want to play football. And yeah, yeah uh-uh, I just play football now, you know? No, life. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what that child is going to remember, right? They're not going to remember that you paid their school fees, uh, that you put them in the most expensive school, uh, that you, you, you traveled for, you know, the things that parents seem to make a big deal out of. Yeah, true, true. Or oh, when yeah. I want to play, play ball, or my younger son loves cars a lot, when he calls his command. Oh my goodness, so amazing. Those things matter to them, yeah, you know. True, true. And mm. all that. I learned that from that, my friend, because I used to be so serious, you know. I used to be the parent that maybe the children don't even want to play with because they know that you, you will not play, you know. Yeah. Now we play. Mm. Now you can call you and say, Oh, mama, come and see, come and see. Are you wrong? Even though you know that uh, you already know, but you wrong with the whole, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> it's what makes all the difference for them, really. And it matters to that child. So yeah. it matters. So, so I think in terms, those are the those are the two uh, major things I'll say I've I've picked mm. from people. Yes. Um. What again? Okay. And um. See, your questions are so many. I'm trying to. Yeah. The last tip for intentional mothers. Yes. So being an intentional mom, okay, I learned a long time ago not to say, how do I say, not to say what I think. No, let me explain. So there are days, whether I like it or not, whether I like it or yes, that your child's going to upset you. Like, yeah. so mad. And your inkling to say something that is it's really horrible. Like- yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't give in to that. Instead, say the opposite. So there used to be, so I learned how to say the opposite. So I'm really upset at my son right now and he's saying something and instead I'm telling him, you are blessed. And I'm upset. <laughs> you are a child thought of the Lord and it shall be well with you all your days and you are a destiny something and your destiny is de- as a, I'm proclaiming blessings but I'm so angry. So even after the child is looking at you like, is this woman okay? It's okay if they think I'm crazy. That's fine. What matters at that point in time is I refuse to allow the devil use my tongue to curse my own child. That's right. That's right. So parents, please, like, first of all, you're the one that birthed this child. So I, I personally think, oh, I may be wrong, but I personally think so, that 
there are some words, whether they are blessings or they are curses, that if it comes out of my mouth, that yeah. breast, this child yeah. has more impact than yeah. somebody else outside. That's right. So I am particular to make sure I speak a blessing. I am particular mm-hmm. to make sure I speak that my children will never, they will never go through like sibling rivalry. Yeah. I'm speak that the love of Christ will spread abroad in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And even the periods where, you know, there is a period where children just lie. They will break a pencil. Like the time my son wrote on my wall and I said, what happened? He told me that the pencil fell from the sky and wrote. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so hilarious. Oh, my God. The things children say. Yeah, but I'm like I will not I will not I will not go and say you are a liar. Never, mm-hmm. I've never ever like even those periods where we had to deal with stop lying or you know you are telling lies. No, I say that thing you just said right now is a lie. Yeah. You know, don't lie. You know, but I will never call my child a liar. Instead, I keep saying you speak the truth, and this truth will set you free. That's right. That's right. Amazing. Hmm. So we so, should learn yeah. to be careful with our words with our children. Wow. Yes, I think that's the most important. Like, if you can get it right with your words, mm. yes. So I think you can get it right with your words. That's the major thing. Mm. And try not to compare. We keep hearing it, but some of us still do it. Yeah. You keep saying, Bola did not do this. You did this. Yeah. No. Let them, because also I've realized that when you compare a lot, they steals your joy. Mm. Steals your joy. And you, you end up, yeah, you end up not, um, you end up not enjoying your, what you have because you're, you're busy comparing. Another bad thing of comparison is that a child can use comparison as an excuse for bad behavior. True. Because yeah. if you've used this, if you've used it to to um to say to emulate to say it's a good thing to copy, that because yeah. that's what you're saying when you say copy what this person is doing. Yeah, that means tomorrow when that person is doing something wrong, yeah, even though they do it wrong, they can use that as an excuse. Say, hey, after all, this person did this. Yeah, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think we have to be intentional about not comparing because let them know that they are their own person so that they are responsible for the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that is that. About my work with Jesus as well, I think it's close to my work with motherhood. I have come to realize that we are human beings. So I try again not to look at one person and say okay this person's work with god and all that but again i do have people that i watch and yeah. i think the major thing of the people that i watch what i love about them is they are real they are honest they don't speak christianese mm. sorry <laughs> i don't mm. know how to explain what christianese is but okay hmm. okay let me use an example if I mean, do I have a minute to do that? Oh, yes, please. Please, please. You, you, you may. So there was once a time I was going through a rough patch and I was almost really, I don't use the word depressed, wasn't that deep, but I was really sad. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep that night and I went and it was, I was, you know, it was really late at night and I went to turn on my TV and I turned on, you know, one of my Christian channels that I just watched and this channel I turned that day, it seemed as if, well, now I know, but it's, uh, that day was like, ah, 
how did God know? You know, sometimes I go to something, you forget that God knows, right? But so, like, uh, this, this person that was speaking was like he was speaking directly to me. Mm. And it was like he... Uh, we've all heard Matthew 6, 33, do not worry, you are better than birds of the air. We all know it, we can quote it and all that. But, you know, sometimes you, yeah. I don't know that I would say we forget or we make our problem bigger, something that we human beings do. And this was one of those days. But God took time out to tear down this Bible passage and speak to me through that minister that night. Mm-hmm. And I went mm-hmm. to bed happy. Right. I, I went to bed feeling, even though my solution had not yet come, but I went to bed just happy that God is mindful of me and this thing is sorted. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, so what I mean by Christianism is, so God could have prompted me in my spirit to say, how dare you be feeling sad and being depressed? So you don't trust me. Yeah. You don't believe me. You are such a, you are such a naughty child. Oh, thou faith. Yeah. Oh, thou. But that particular day, he spoke in love to me. Yeah. And uh, I think that that is important to me because there are some times that, yes, it's easy for you to, you know, say, the Bible says this, you know, I have a problem. Exactly. Just come mm. No, sometimes, even though the Bible says this, our God is still a God of love. And sometimes he will right. speak to you. He will speak to you through that love first. Mm-hmm. for a change in you know so for me in this journey the people that i look up to that's what i mean when i say they don't speak christianity so if yes, that yeah. issue, they will never condone bad behavior but they are never going to come from the aspect of you know thou shall not some, sometimes no they will speak to you because when you even understand the love of god you will not even want to hurt the person that loves you that's right that's right so, oh. about what else I was meant to say. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so very much for being a part of this episode today. I've had a great time. In fact, my notes are full from the great tips you've shared with us. Well, thank you so much. You've shared with us a lot today. And if you're a mom and you have, um, you know, any issues at all with any of the things she's mentioned and you want to reach out to her, you want to uh, send in your questions or comments on today's show, please use the email that is in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Omei, for being a part of this. We appreciate you for, for coming. I'm pretty excited. Thank you. Yeah, and then, of course, we look forward to having you another time. <laughs> Oliver Twist will always ask for more. <laughs> Thank you so much. And for all of you listening at home, we've had today with us Omei Yangs, who is the founder and current CEO of Every Mom's Maternity Apparel, popularly referred to as Every Mom's. Every Mom's is the leading retail brand for unique maternity and baby products in Nigeria. Ome is a first-class degree holder in economics from Trent University in Canada. She educates thousands of women about pregnancy and childbirth privately and across her social media platforms. When she's not tending to Every Mom's, she consults, and serves as an ideator for other MSMEs, editing, proofreading, and research as some of her other strengths. She's married and blessed with two wonderful sons. You can always connect with her personally on Instagram 
at Omei Speaks or on her business page at Every Moms. It's been a pleasure having her join us here today. And she just launched this beautiful pregnancy journal. If you don't have a copy yet and you're pregnant or you have a pregnant friend or you're planning to get pregnant in the future, I encourage you to get one for yourself. It's a beautiful journal made in Nigeria, but you will never know. Well done, beautiful lines to write in. And she has some contributors that have shared their mom experience also in that journal. So if you want to get a copy of our journal, you can always send us an email if, you don't, if you're not sure of how to go about it or check out our Instagram handle at everymoms and you'll be able to get a copy of that journal. I have some copies myself and believe me, they're lovely. I just want to keep looking at them, keep staring at those, at those things, even though I don't plan to have another baby. But, you know, that's just to keep looking at the journal. It's still there. So thank you so much, Omei, for joining us again here today. Thank you. The and of mine. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. All right, then. It's bye-bye from us here today on MomPod with Olusha. If you have not yet subscribed or you have not yet shared this episode, you can still do so right away. Share the episode with your friends subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss another episode of Mompot with Olusha. Have a beautiful day and God bless you all. Bye-bye.